Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, 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 yes. This is another Tuesday, and this is On Edge Radio, that type of radio that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat. Um, And today we brought to you uh, a new member of the band. Um, Miss Lana Love is is in the building today with us. um, Hey, hey, hey. People of the On Edge Radio, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, wow. Well, first of all, hey, everybody. This is your girl, Lana Love. Daryl, I'm just, I'm here. <laughs> look, 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 look. It's, it's we want to welcome you. And, um, and here on this radio, we get down to the nitty gritty. It's no holes bars. There's no filters, um, and we get at it. Um, but I, before I get into the topic, I wanted to talk a little bit of current events and, and see how you guys feel about the things that's been happening in America for forever. So um, one, of, one of the things that was in the media um, recently was Meek Mills got stopped at a Vegas hotel, um, and they say it's because of discrimination and racism. Um, they said they, they didn't want any riffraff or any confusion going in the hotel, so they did not admit him in. And then they just recently sent him an apology and um, and told him that he was, you know, you're welcome to come back. But how how do you feel about, you know, us as entertainers and people of color um, trying to, you know, maneuver throughout the world. Like, why are we getting rejected? How do you guys feel about him being rejected in that hotel? And it doesn't doesn't matter who goes first. I think, honestly, this is Joy Joy, y'all. I honestly think that sometimes, not everybody, but sometimes in some people in certain situations, they get so caught up in they're so used to what they're used to what they're used to and used to certain things. And for um, especially social media has made that made it kind of hard for a lot of these stars to really kind of live their lives and go different places because um, everything is being recorded, videotaped, they're being watched. But I feel like there's like there's a stigma, there's a stereotype on some of them, and if you on some of us, and not just Meek Mills, not just the ones that are in the limelight, but on us, period. And unfortunately, you know, we with some people, they're just not going to change their thought process and the way they think about things. I don't think mm-hmm. it's right. Um, I'm a big believer of being myself. I don't believe in conforming. I really, really don't. And I have a hard time with it. I really, really do. But I've also learned that um, there's a time and a place for everything. And so sometimes we have to conduct ourselves in certain manners depending on where we're going because if not, we will be stereotyped. We will be judged. But at the same time, I feel like individuals who are in the limelight, artists and things like that, they're, they're, they're trying so hard to hold on to their individuality and who they are. I'm going to be me and I'm going to be, you know, I don't want to lose that, which I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I don't at all. I just, I have a hard time with it sometimes as well because um, I'm very respectful. I believe in respect. I believe in, um, you know, honor or honoring a person's space, but I'm going to be me. But sometimes being ourselves can be, you know, can be our detriment, which is kind of sad right, right. because people see, you know, they immediately see, oh, they're not like us. So mm-hmm. something's got to be wrong there. So, no, I don't think it's right. Um, but unfortunately, so, um, like a lot of people say, perception is reality. And that's absolutely, the world of the Absolutely. So, Ms. Ms. Hey, Lana, uh, how do you feel about that? 
to be completely honest, I kind of agree with Joy. Um, I feel like, like she said, perception is reality. Now, let's just take it a little step further. If you're known for being associated, not saying that he's known for being associated with gangs, not saying it, I just want to put that out there. But if you're known from coming from a city such as Philadelphia, who could be from someone else's perception gang-related. Because when you think of New York City, you think of Philadelphia, you think of Philadelphia, you think of New York City, right? And a lot of people kind of associate inner cities with gangs, violence, things of that nature, right? So if you come from that and you carry yourself a, a certain way and you have a certain type of entourage around you at all times, people are who are not from your same lifestyle will automatically judge you and think that you're bringing negativity into their establishment. Not necessarily saying, okay, you should just conform to society and dress a certain way. However, I feel like the way you present yourself, the way you carry yourself, sometimes can influence someone else's decision. So you always have to be guarded. That's just to say if, okay, if you're at second in Allegheny, which is, with people, I don't know if people aren't familiar with the area, but that's considered, quote-unquote, bad land. When you see somebody with a mm-hmm. suit and tie come into a drug-infested area, what are you going to think? What are you going to do? You know, you're going to look suspiciously at the person, and you're going to say, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Absolutely. Are you going to right. you're going to judge that person. You know what I mean? So I kind of feel like so it, it's, it's a touchy subject. It really is. So quick, thing, I want to switch it up. I'm going to ask Miss Nick this question. Um, you, you, uh, Lana Love mentioned uh, one one key point was um, the hotel standpoint. Like, so, so Miss Nick, so how would you feel being a hotel manager, seeing the meat mills coming into your establishment? You have to worry about so many other things. Your guests, um, people want to come relax and things like that, and then sometimes the crowd people um, are accompanied with, not necessarily the person, but the crowd that they bring, you know, you have your, your after-party events and things like that, and everybody wants to be around the scene, so you got to worry about the disruption and uh, the tenants that's inside the hotel, so what, what's your feeling on that, on, on a hotel's perspective? Well, I mean, oh, hey, y'all, this is Nick. Um, uh, okay. From the hotel's perspective, my thing will be this. Meek Mill is not the first entertainer that's coming there um, to spend money in their establishment. So they know how to deal with people. They deal with who they want to deal with. And um, I don't – it could have been a simple conversation. It could have been a simple let me pull you to the side and talk to you about it. First of all, in order to be a good – manager or be in whatever type of uh, management position, you got to be a good leader. And to be a good leader, you got to be a good communicator. And you can't, you mm-hmm, can't just mm-hmm. say, well, you, because I'm in fear of you or because of your skin color or because of whatever the case may be, you can't come in here. What I think too is that a lot of our, our black um stars, uh, people in the industry, sometimes they think that their money and the amount of money and their amount of success is above their skin color Um, because you're still viewed 
as being black. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Even Oprah was refused um, um, service in a in a store. I think it was over in Europe somewhere. So you're they they get caught up in who they are um, as far as their celebrity and not how they're viewed. And mm-hmm. but back to the the management standpoint. I'm just so sick and tired of it. I'm like so overwhelmed <laughs> with this whole thing and how they handle stuff. It doesn't make sense because in one sense you want our money and then in another sense mm-hmm. you're refusing our money. Exactly. And <laughs> and so it's like pick a side. Either you want it or you don't, but you're not going to straddle the fence and deal with me whenever you feel like it benefits you. So maybe that day that he went, it was a bunch of white people there okay so mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm, they feel mm-hmm. threatened maybe tomorrow the last time he went it was a black event going on so it was okay for him to be there so these these celebrities have to understand you're not above your skin color you are mm-hmm. you are who you are view and, and, and Meek Mill is not a Jay-Z. He's not a Diddy. So he's not uh, recognizable right off the top by someone that's not black or not mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. in the industry of, or understanding what, you know, who he is. So you just – sometimes they have to be humbled and come back down to reality and realize that you're just another nigga. You might be a thousandaire, a millionaire, but in in their eyes, you're just another nigga, and that's nothing more, nothing less, and it's just what it is. Sure. And that's and that's a, that's a very very valid point. Um, my standpoint is, you know, you I, I do look at it from both ends. And I, I've I've been in the hotel industry before, and you know, I've I'm in the music industry as well. So I I want to be looked upon as uh as a man. I don't want to be looked upon as a black man. I don't want to be looked upon as a white man. I just want to be looked upon as a man at the end of the day. And I think that's what Meek Mill's standpoint was, and it and they did issue him a, an apology. But I do I I can understand. You know, when it comes to money loss, if you have people checking out of the hotel, if it's it's unruly, if it's not calm, if it's not running like it would on a normal day, then an adjustment has to be made. But to tell someone who has a reservation at this hotel that they cannot enter is completely wrong. Because if you had a reservation at a hotel and and I'm pretty sure that they got it's some preliminary things that has to go on. You're on a celebrity. You're not small time. You're big time now. You know, you're not silly down. So everyone knows who you are. So there's going to be an alert around that area. Mill will be coming to this location. You knew this already. So for him to be rejected, I think that has a lot of uh, gray, gray area of uh, racism, um, discrimination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what if his people? What if, what if his people made his reservations under an alias? Mm-hmm. So then maybe they didn't know that he it was Meek Mill. They could have made you know they make their reservations under alias names so that mm-hmm. they can keep the um the spotlight off of them. So you know what I'm saying? So right. maybe I they did the disclose is, that. Um, I think the key word in there, and you, and you mentioned it, was a reservation. Whether it was John, mm-hmm. Luke, Paul, or, or whoever you want to call it, 
male, female, it was a reservation. And um, if all of their payments and everything goes through, they have a security deposit, you know, you're you're opening your residence to the general public that's in that area. And they have a reservation, they have a reservation, period. Um, And um, the customer comes first. Um, But this is definitely a great segue into the topic that I want to talk about today. Um, And it's surrounding uh, a Netflix series that was – that was produced and it was called When They See Us. And I'm not sure if, if everyone here has seen that Netflix series. Has everyone seen this? No, I, I have not. I've started watching okay. it. Um, I've seen, I watched the first part and I'm sitting here looking at my 14 year old son. He's watching it now. He's holding his mm. head. He's shaking his head. He's over there pissed off. He takes breaks from watching it because he's, he's angry. You know, he's upset about it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard to watch it because I have two teenage boys. And mm-hmm. and every time I I start it over and I try to watch it again, I just vision envision them being one of those mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. So I told myself I'm gonna have to, you know, grab my balls and just go ahead and tackle it and watch it. But it's so hard. And as I look, I glance over at him and I'm just seeing his reaction. I told him, you know, this is why I'm not hard on him, but he's 14 and I make him still check in before he make a move. If he go outside, you got to check in with me before you make a move. So I need to know where you're going, who you with. And if it don't make sense, my answer is no. And then, and I'm yep. going to follow up whatever you tell mm-hmm. me and make sure that that's what it is. And I, and I might even pull up on you. You don't never know. <laughs> but I, I, I tell no, him, you know, yeah, because, you know, I live in Texas. And so, and I live in the little, the city that I live in, it's, it was, it's a rural city, but it's up and coming and it's growing. But there is a lot of us up here, but I don't have no time for the BS. And kids are so quick and this is my friend, this is my friend. You know, I don't know these kids. You ain't grow up with them. Y'all just came together. Some of them seem like good apples. Some of them don't. But what I know is my son don't, he's not one of the ones that get in trouble. But he does, like, he will stand there and watch you doing Mm -hmm. something wrong. And I told him, and because of that, you will be guilty by association. And I said, so I don't want you to feel like I'm not trying to let you grow up. It is my job to protect you. And I'm glad that he's watching this, and one of his friends is watching it as well. So I've been hearing him on the phone discuss it. And I like that. So it's opening their eyes and making them more aware of what's going on because these kids are so mm, sheltered and in a bubble. Not sheltered, mm-hmm. but they're in a bubble about what's actually going on in the world. So I'm really glad that this is this has come out and it's brought the light back to um, the attention back to, you know, this situation so that these kids can understand you not – we we all out here at risk. It can happen to any one of us at any time. Mm-hmm. Look at Sandra Bland. 
So yeah, yeah. it's a definitely could happen to any of us. Yeah. So um but by 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 stating this, um I I want you guys to, you know, Embrace that concept because what I want to do is I want to get the female's perspective on how it is to be an African-American woman living in America. Like, I want to know you guys' uh, <laughs> worries and, and concerns, and I'm going to get my spell as a man. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to check into this music break right quick. Um, this is On Edge Radio, which this is the type of radio that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat, talking situationships, relationships. Everything under the sun. So um, just stay tuned. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. We're going to get into the topic. Let's go. All it's my life I had to fight, nigga. All it's my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie, you fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even boom with the face down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. What pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. Now tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows. 20 of them in my Chevy, tell them all to come and get me. Reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I knew it's too late. I think I've gone great Trying to side my vices all day Won't you please believe when I say When you know we've been hurt, been down before Nigga, when our pride was low Looking at the world like where do we go Nigga, and we hate poor poor Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door My knees getting weak and my gun might blow But we gon' be alright Nigga, we gon' be alright Nigga, we gon' be alright Motherfucker, you can live at the mall. I can see the evil, I can tell it. I know it's illegal, I don't think about it. I deposit every other zero, thinking of my partner. Put the candy, painting on a regal, digging in my pocket. In a profit, big enough to feed you every day. My logic, get another dollar just to keep you in the presence of your chico. Ah! I don't talk about it, be about it. Every day I sequel. If I got it, then you know you got it. Heaven, I can reach you. Pet dog, pet dog, pet dog, my dog, that's all. Big back and chat, I shut the back for y'all. I rap, I black on tracks, so rest assured. My rights, my wrongs, I write till I'm right with God. When you know. We've been hurt, been down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate poor, poor. Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me?
dark nights in my prayers. Yes, 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 yes. This is On Edge Radio, and that was Kendrick Lamar, all right. And my question to the panelists, are we really all right? Um, I wanted to talk about the Netflix series that was aired, um, How They See Us. It was about a story about the Central Park Five, um, a, a group of five, not a group, let's say separate five African-American uh, youth young teenagers being wrongfully accused of rape. Um, and they they serve anywhere from from three to thirteen years in in, in prison well, juvenile de- detention and then one was in um in prison. Um and they go in depth. And if you have not seen that film, I think um as an American as an American and it has nothing to do with color at this point in time. Um but if you are an American I think it is something to see just to see how the judicial system works and, and and how people are treated in a justice system and as well as people of color are treated in the justice system. Um, all of these things matter. Um, and then what I wanted to do was, was dive in and, and just go around the room and just give me your spiel on, on how it is to be a woman in America. Cause I, I'm a man. I, I know my story. I know where I sit. And um, I know my limitations. So I, I want to know for a woman, like, what, what, what limitations that you experience um, in America? And we can start with Ms. Lana. Okay. So, unfortunately, I have not seen the Netflix series. However, um, and also, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a mother. However, I've, I've I've been associated with women who have children, and I've also helped my sister raise her kids. And I say that to say that pretty much, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 forgive me for for the stuttering, but I'm trying to work, watch my words carefully here, and and I mm-hmm. hate to come no, off don't. and don't sound like. Listen, I don't hate to come them. off and sound like I'm racist, but the reality is is that. The woman, especially the black woman, is the lowest of the totem pole, especially when it comes to pay. Now, um, I was just having this conversation earlier with someone, and I was told from a few people who work in the human resources departments across different companies that um, pay is delegated upon race and gender. And unfortunately, the black female is the lowest paid of them all. And the reason why I said that is because the job that I have, I couldn't believe that this younger guy who started after me, and of course he was white, got paid way, and when I say way more, way more than I did with no experience. And I couldn't figure out why. Like, I mean, it was obvious, but I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. And then I had this conversation earlier, and it's just mind-blowing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, for the life of me, it's like no matter how hard, and this is my personal experience, no matter how hard you work, it's like you work your ass off for pennies. And then I try to look at it like, okay, well, the economy is not necessarily in the best position. You know, inflation goes up 4% every year without fail. You know what I mean? So for mm. me, if my raise is not matching that 4%, I'm doing worse than I was the previous year. I need at least eight <laughs> like to live, you know what I mean, to, to see a difference right. on my paycheck. 
You know what I mean? The prices of everything is going up. Why why can't I? Why am I being able to afford less than I was the previous year? It's not fair. Then it's like the black man, you hold him to a certain standard, but as a strong black woman who who's, I want to say, who's uh, not blinded, you can't necessarily hold too much of that black man up to a certain to a certain standard because you know for him it's even worse. So then it it, it kind of goes into the breakdown of the African American family, and then that kind of goes into the psychology of. Of, of, of everything else. I feel like this conversation can go so many ways. I'm trying to stick to one subject here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like this is mass manipulation of the black family. The way you break down a black family is break down a black man and a black woman. And you wonder why they wow. say that our women are so strong because at the end of the day, look at it. Nowadays and years ago, black women were holding up the families. And unfortunately, it's a cycle that I'm not saying we'll never break, but that I will believe our generation is starting to break. But it's like, okay, if we're starting to break it, how aware do you make your children of this reality? You don't want to necessarily crush your dreams and say it's never going to happen. You want to keep them, you know, hopeful. But at the same time, it's like, when do you, when do you, when do you introduce this reality to your kids? You know what I mean? Mm. And when do mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. When do you not only only tell your son it's not meant for you to win, so to speak, but at the same time, I still want you to go out there and try to treat, achieve your dream. It's, it's a little. So, it's so, a little go ahead. Oh no 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 no! I, I was I was just going to go ahead and, and, and transition a little. Not not transition, but go into another thing because we, we're talking about. Uh, a black woman in in a in mm-hmm. a in a social in a social crisis and and the work and work world because we're in a we're in a world where you know there's a two parent working household it's not just dad bringing home the bacon mom bringing home the mm-hmm. bacon too and that's and that's mm-hmm. you, and you hit you hit it right on the nose and 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 you make a valid point and I'm gonna I'm gonna draw some stuff from the story that you had but I want to get a, a another perspective so so Miss George what what um, oppression have you experienced in your personal life? OMG. Um, you know what? I, I'm one of those people, like Miss Lana said, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt until your doubt has run out. And mm-hmm. with me, unfortunately, um, with a lot of situations, especially in corporate America, and, and, and I no disrespect to anybody, I hate corporate America. I really do. I can't stand corporate America. I don't like the politics. I really don't. I do work in corporate America because I have a family and I have to see myself and my family. So I have to be realistic. But at the end of the day, I cannot stand corporate America. Um, just like Ms. Lana said, unfortunately, the black woman is disrespected um, in all type of ways when it, in the corporate America field. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and in some cases, it, it's almost like, especially when you decide to step out and let them know, or not even let them know, but show them that you're not working with a dummy, you're not talking to a dummy. Um, And sometimes when we, and just for experiences I've had, when I have tried to step outside the box or not even that, tried to offer my opinion or suggestion, I found that a lot of times, 
um, great, great suggestion, great idea, but coming from you, mm-mm. Mm. so I'm going to take that and I'm going to present it myself and it can have a better effect if it's coming from someone else. Um, right. But unfortunately, um, and like I said, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I really, really do. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but it's just not like that. It, it really, really isn't. That's why now for myself in the last couple of years, I'm really, 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 really pro-black. I really am, especially a lot mm-hmm. of these black businesses that are coming up. I'm supporting as much as I can because that's what we need to do. Because unfortunately, um, they know we got it. They know we're smart. They know it. But for whatever reason, they have a hard time acknowledging it. They have a hard time saying job well done or they have mm-hmm. a hard time, you know, putting our names alongside of theirs or, you know, or just with pay, giving us the same amount of pay or even better, you know. So um, it, it, and for me, to me, how I look at it is it's, it's total intimidation. For whatever reason, I intimidate you. And a lot of times you don't even have to say anything. You can be the quietest person in the room, and that can be intimidation within itself. So with my – I've had good and I've had bad, but with my experience, no, Lisa, in another, especially in corporate America, um, and I'm not sure it's not everywhere, but um, where I stay, I stay in Texas as well, and it is – we are, unfortunately, we are, we, we are the minority, um, and – the um, other cultures, they stick together. They stick together, and we do not stick together. We will tear each other down. I mean, so quick, it, it's mind-blowing. We are not going to stick together. We're not, and, and, it's, and, it's, and some things are so as simple as speaking. Sometimes I can't even get a black, another black person that I work with to speak. Hello? Nothing. Mm. Uh, one lady I, I, I began working with, and um, she's a black lady. Um, I believe she's from the D.C. area. And um, for whatever reason, because whatever reason, people are always drawn to me. I don't know why. But people are always – and so we end up – we just met. She ended up coming and sitting next to me. And um, she was so – she, and she shared with me. She said, you know what, Joy? Um, she was in the, been in the military for a while. And she says, you know, dealing with women, um, it's kind of hard for me. It's new for me. And especially dealing with women of – color. It's hard. This is new for me. And I'm just like, what? I didn't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, because for me, I support everybody. For me, I talk to everybody. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't segregate at all. Um, but she said it's just hard. And then just watching her, because we're, we're training together and just watching her and things like that, she, for whatever reason, she tries to build that relationship with the other but not with the, 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 the handful that are in there. So for whatever reason, we don't stick together a whole lot. And I hate that. And sometimes it's very disheartening for myself because where I'm at, where I go into, when I go into, where I, when I go into a workplace, I'm literally, it's a handful of us, literally. Yeah, that, that's three, that's three different conversations right there. But we'll mm-hmm. go ahead. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I kind of. I'm just. I just went all. I, I just went all off. I apologize. I wanted to elaborate what you were saying, but I'm saying for me to elaborate, that would have been three different conversations. I'm sorry. I know. Like I know. No. Pointed out. You're fine. <laughs> I just kind of went off, but I, and I Trust apologize. Me. But Trust it, me, um, this subject could be a series yeah, for us. It really can. <laughs> it really, really can. Um, but it's very disheartening. It's it's so it's so disheartening. Like I said, sometimes you can't even get the simplest thing. Get get you know get someone of color um, to speak to you. You know how you doing mm-hmm. today? Good to see you. You can't you can't get that. And like I said, in some situations, um, they will tear down so so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. we do not support each other the way we need to support each other in everything. I don't care if I mm-hmm. met you. If I see that you're doing something positive, trying to push, and you are a person of color, yay! You know what I'm saying? There we go. <laughs> That's we how go. I look at it. I'm sorry. That's just how I look at it. So, unfortunately, with my, I've had good and I've had bad. Um, but when you start breaking things down and just looking and just looking from you know the um, the outside in. Um, it is very disheartening. It's, it's very, very disheartening. We do, we do not mm-hmm. support each other the way we need to support each other, unfortunately. And the black woman, we get it so, so, so hard. We do. We, we really do. I don't know why it's like that, um, but we do, unfortunately. We get it well, hard, I, I, but we I, I give know. it hard, too. <laughs> we get yeah, it you're hard right. as well. You're right. You're right. But I feel like we we're, we're, we it gets to a point where it's almost like it, it's kind of like a diamond. I feel like we're all black women are diamonds. I'm sorry. I love I love black my black men, but I love mm-hmm. black women. I love us because we are one. We're so different. Um, we're so eclectic. Um, we come from many different places and have so much to bring. And for me, mm-hmm. it's so disheartening just because of the color of my skin, you want to say no. You haven't even gotten to know me. You don't even know my name. But immediately you want to say no because of what I look like. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, you're very right. You're very right, Miss Nick. We do. We give it very, very hard. But I felt like we were almost formed like that. It's almost gotten to that point. Because yeah. it's almost come, it's like a defense mechanism, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I need to be here. just. I'm here trying to get my coin just as well as you're trying to get your coin. So you're not about to right. push me out. So the way that you stand up and you work hard, you doing, I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna do the same mm-hmm. thing. I when I was in school, I had to do a paper on systemic discrimination, and that blew my mind because I thought discrimination was one thing. I thought that was the beast, but the systemic when you start getting the system and get discriminated, that's a whole mm-hmm. nother level. Whole mm-hmm. nother level. And it, it, we and, and you're right, but we've I feel like we've gotten to that point because not only do we have to come up in here and show faith and try to get it done here, but we got sometimes we have to go home. In most cases, we have mm-hmm. to go home and try to hold it down there too as well. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand. I'm not saying it's just black women; it's it's other cultures as well. But we have to hold it down as well at home. So you're very right. We 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 give it hard. We do. But I felt like I, I felt like we 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 uh we 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 we, we earn that we earn that right because they do it as well. Mm-hmm. So they do it as well. I believe they, what it is for us is the way we come off. Because with me, I feel like yeah. you can say anything, but the way you present it, mm-hmm. that's the key. So I think mm-hmm. sometimes we need to just kind of form and kind of structure the way we we, we come off. 
But I feel like we have to rewrite food. We have to rewrite food. I'm sorry. I, I, I just feel that. But but you're very right. You're very true. We do. We come, we come kind of hard. And this, I'm, and this I'm, is, I'm number one with that. This is a key point on, on why I wanted to get the female's perspective on, on, on this topic um, specifically because a lot of the times um, the women in general, but let alone the black woman, doesn't always get the, the opportunity, the space, and or the platform to publicize the, the triumph that you all go, undergo um, because it's, it's a lot of pain. And, and the, for the people that are the creators of the world, you, do, you uh, women are the ones who give birth to the world um, to, to undergo all of this and still be unheard. It's, it's unjust. It's unjust and on that level. Now, me being a black man in America, it's, it's scary. It's very scary. And me having a son is very scary. And, you know, I, I talk about to my wife all of the time and, um, and just talking to her. She knows that I'm pro-black um, and it's, I'm not racist. No, I wouldn't classify myself like that, but I'm aware. I'm not going to say I'm racist. I'm mm-hmm. aware. I'm aware of where mm-hmm. we've been. I wear, I'm aware of where we travel and just starting from the beginning of, of, of time until how we became the states and, and, and to everything, the whole entire origin. And we wonder why we are against each other. We've been placed against each other. Now we have the choice whether we are against each other or not. I do believe that. But, I, mm-hmm. but we are programmed. We are, we are conditioned at this point in time. So um, it's, it's very, very scary being a, being a black man in America. Um, and, and just like you said, even in the, in, the, in the work world, I have many, many experiences of being underlooked and overlooked based upon race and I truly believe that and then just like you said we're against each other I had a a person of color in the position to put me in a position where I would be on top with him but he overlooked it and gave gave the 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 most random excuse oh um all right he has a degree and experience in it but I he didn't know that I had a personal conversation with this individual and he told me he doesn't have any of that this is like really his first job how are you going to get somebody? I train him. I train him to be my boss, and and I still be left on the bottom of the mm. barrel. And that gave me more of the the uh, initiative and, and and the motivation to move forward and move on um, from that mm. job. Um, and and that was that that was that was a deal breaker. But just being just just being harassed, even you know, I don't I don't look at police officers as protection, not in my neighborhood. Not, in, not not from where I'm from and not in the counties, not anywhere. I don't look for protection from police. I'm more so watching my back. There's so many mishaps that's happened and, and, and so many racial profiling that's going on. And I, I see see videos on online all of the time. I just seen one. A guy went to, uh, a, 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 a cop pulled up onto his lawn and uh, put his arms behind his back and everything. He was like, oh, who are you looking for? Oh, you fit the profile to somebody. Uh, we got your picture. We know who it is. And who, who name is it? It wasn't even his name. It didn't even look like him. And then once that was verified, because they were just going to go full throttle and just locking this dude up. I'm like, you know how many times I've gotten stopped personally, um, all the way at the young age of 17. I'm just walking home from from school, and, 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 and two SWAT cars come pull up behind me. I had to take a leak. I had to take a leak. So, you know, they pulling their guns on me because I, I, I took a leak. But it's 
Mm. They just they just thought I was something else. Or if I'm sitting at the bar getting thrown on the wall and frisked for no apparent reason, you know, it's scary. It's very very scary. Mm-hmm. So now with all of the history we know, and um and and instead it's not broadcasted in schools, of course. But just if you do your research and and you you talk to your parents and you talk to your grandparents and they tell you about the oppression that we underwent and you know about slavery that's publicized that's in museums slavery happened uh-huh. so the question next question that i have to pose and will be the last question i'm going to ask how do you feel about one media uh the caucasian race or any other race outside of being quote unquote black because i i don't believe in the, the terminology black i'm not black what is black there's no definition. What is white? There's no definition. You're, you're, you're telling me Asian and you're, you're Asian and you're Hispanic. Those are specifics, but you're, you're, you're laboring when you have the color. But I just want to know how do you feel about people in general saying that we should be over what has happened to us. We should be over slavery. We should just overlook this and just look past it and move forward. How? <laughs> I feel like we should be over slavery once it's actually over. Uh-huh. Mm. We're still in it. We're still in it uh, physically in the and mentally. We're still in it in the workforce. We're still in it when it comes to residency. We're still in it all the way around. I mean, mentally. Look at things? <laughs> right. And then not say we're not, we're not enslaved. Like there's a segregation in the pay for a reason. Why? So that way we don't have there's this. So that way there is still segregation when it comes to living arrangements. Now think about mm-hmm. it. A couple of years mm-hmm. ago, maybe about fifteen years ago, in Philadelphia downtown, right outside of downtown, and right outside the airport was all hood. You know, let's keep it a hundred. Let's keep it a big. It was all ghetto. Mm-hmm. It was all hood. You got the projects right outside of downtown center city. Now you look down there, you see a bunch of not trying to be like that, but you got a bunch of white people and and a bunch of uh, higher up living right outside of downtown. You got you got basically gentrification going on. You got all the black people being pushed into Frankfurt into the Northeast, thinking they're getting a deal. When in all actuality, everybody from the Northeast and Frankfurt relocated and, and is relocating to center city. In about mm-hmm. 10 to 15 years, it's going to be a cycle that happens all over again. They're going to push all the black people downtown, downtown once it's ran down, and then all the white people are going to scurry out to the counties in the Northeast. Like, come on, let's let's, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. happening everywhere. I've, I'm from Chicago. I've seen it in Chicago, but I currently live in, in um, the Dallas area, and I'm seeing it in Dallas. So... You know, it's it's happening everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think it's happening. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I'm going to definitely change the subject or change, not necessarily change the subject, but but change the question at hand. But go ahead. Okay. No, no. All, all, all I was just saying is like, you know, so many things that has you know transpired in our history. I don't think it is fair to say that we should forget. And the second that we begin to forget and desensitize ourselves, and that's all that's been happening in, in, in history, you know, let's give them a little bit of jobs. Let's let them work. Let's let them do this. Let's let them become mm-hmm. police officers only to desensitize the truth, to desensitize uh-huh. what's really going on. Like, um, 
even in the film, and I, and I hope you guys, you know, out there listening, um, take the opportunity to watch this series. But, you know, even in that film, in the, in the very beginning of the trial, they, they publicized that they were some black African-American or whatever you want to call <clears throat> us at that present time um, officers that was on the force and kind of knew what was going on. But they were put in a position where you can't say anything. You're not really violent. You're only there to be a representative of desensitization. Like, what, like they're desensitizing us, thinking like, okay, we're cops now. We're somewhat equal. No, no. Mm-hmm. Just like in the work world, just like in your office. Yeah, you, you, can, you can get this position, but you're not going to get paid for what we get paid because we're something different. We're better than we're taught in our schools that the European race or lineage, but they don't call it European Americans, you know, white America or or whatever you want to call it, um, are better than. So um, no, I don't think you I can don't say comment that. On that part. Go ahead. <laughs> now, when it comes to 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 European American or Caucasian or whatever you want to call them. When you go across the seas, or when when they go across the seas, they look at as American. They're looked down on because they're American. That's, they mm-hmm. they can't mm-hmm. relate. That's just like Hispanic people. You have you have those who know that they're a minority and that they're not necessarily they don't matter to white America, just like we aren't. Then you have those who look down on us because they're quote unquote favored, right? But that's just like when they go to Spain. They're looked down on because they're from the island. They don't consider themselves with any association with those people who are from the island because in all actuality, they're African. They're just mixed. Yes, very so, true. So, and, 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 and this brings into a whole nother, a whole nother thing. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're all minorities. If you're not white, you're a minority. They just favor, they just tolerate certain minorities for the simple fact of their fair skin. And they feel like they want to do anything to to bring down the black man and the black woman because they know that we're stronger, smarter, and we're resilient. At the end of the day, you can't go to any one hood and find someone who's not going to be able to make a way out of no way. Uh They want to regulate Uh everything that we do, everything that we do, but we still find a way to make it happen. They try to to imitate. But they still they imitate mm-hmm. as well. They love imitating. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. love imitating us. They won't give us the credit, but I'm gonna take that idea. I'm gonna take what you're right. doing, and I want to be right. like you. I'm not gonna give you right. the credit, but I want to be like you. I'm gonna keep you over here and let you and remind you you're doing too much, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna take that credit. I'm gonna right. imitate what you're doing. They love doing that. So when you ask the so, question, hey, how mm-hmm. do you how do we change it? No, never forget. Never forget. I will never, mm-hmm. ever, 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 ever forget. But at the same time, I feel like we need to change our way of thinking and how our mm-hmm. way of going mm-hmm. about things, honestly. Like I said, I am, like, pro-black. Like I'm, And I let everybody know it. I don't disrespect anybody else, just like you said, but I'm very pro-black. I'm going to support. I'm going to push. Because at the end of the day, you're pushing your agenda. You're pushing what you want to do. So I have every right to push my agenda and push what I want to do in the most respectful way ever. So, but I feel like we need to change the way, but change the way we're, we're to change the way we're thinking. 
We don't want to get like I'm here in San Antonio. Gentrification is happening big time in San Antonio, especially on the east side of San Antonio. And one of the big questions is, is where are we going? How are we not going mm-hmm. to lose our mark? Where, what's going to happen? We need to start getting back into our own communities, our businesses, mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. up our mm-hmm. I believe in all that. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Like, and we can, everybody says, you know, the complaining, this is, this, and, I, and I'm starting to kind of understand that and feel that. We need to get back and we need to start building our own. They got their mm. own thing, their own system of doing things. Right. You hit a key point, a key point, if you don't mind me chiming in on it. And what you said was uh, we need to change our mindsets, right? Um, there's a story of a pastor, an old pastor of mine, um, he's in a real estate. And one of the things that bothered me while talking to him is when he said that he doesn't rent to blacks. Wow. Because blacks don't hmm. pay on time because blacks give problems. Yeah. I only run out to the white individuals. So yep. you're still supporting segregation. You're still supporting mm-hmm. discrimination. Yeah. You're still supporting oppression because you're a part of it. You became a part of the system. And that's Again, a perfect example of we do not support why. We do, we don't. We really don't. We do not support. We will pull down. We will pull down. I'm not going to rent to you. I'm not going to fool with you because I already know how mm-hmm. you are. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I, I feel with that particular person, he, it's something within himself. He's looking at mm-hmm. that person who he's written to will probably be his best tenant, that African-American person. But you mm-hmm. looking right. at yourself in the mirror, looking at, your, looking at yourself in the mirror, looking at some mm-hmm. of your tendencies. And so, home. therefore, you don't want, I mean, I'm just being real. I'm being totally, totally real. And it's, and, and it's almost, like I said, I love my black people, but at the same time, my black people can get on my nerves. But I still mm-hmm. love them, and I will still go go to bat for them, for real. But at the same time, they can get on my nerves. Because they always want to say, I want to do better. I'm trying, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do back for my people. But at the end of the day, you're really not. You're trying to, it's, it's a personal game. You have your own personal agenda. And you're going to get there no matter how you can get there by knocking down this one or knocking down that one. You're not. You're trying to support yourself and forgetting about your community. And that's a perfect example. Mm. We don't. We do. We just, for whatever reason, and that's why I said changing the way we think. There's nothing, there's nothing wow. wrong with going out there and getting it and having it. There's nothing wrong with that. But my whole thing is change the way you think. Because at the end of the day, that you you turn you 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 turn away that African American couple or person, and then want to do business with this person. But at the end of the day, that that Caucasian European whatever person that you, that you are running to can be the same person who's coming and trying to destroy you. Because one thing Absolutely. I've noticed, with, especially with gentrification that's going on here, they're contracted. They don't give a damn about these communities, these people, nothing. They come in, they do their job, get their money, and they gone. We cannot do that. We cannot be that way. We have to actually put it back into our community. And I truly believe that. So, yeah, you mm-hmm. can go to these people who can literally, who literally will stay here and probably, you know, be here for a long period of time, rent on time. No, because you're black. I don't want to deal with you because you're black. I don't want to deal with you because right. I'm in my he doesn't, he doesn't even and I'm He doesn't even tell his tenants that he is the landlord and he is the owner. He doesn't want oh, other wow. people to know. And to make it to well, make it clear and then just oh, oh no 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 go ahead go ahead. 
I was going to say, so he's ashamed that he's black and he's running on white people, number one, and he's ashamed of the fact that he doesn't rent to black people. So yeah. he's, just ashamed you know what? He's, he's just ashamed of his race, period. Like, he has some internal exactly. issues he needs to deal with. But a lot mm-hmm. of them are. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, of, them like are. A lot of them doing business like that. And I hate to be like that, but he, he, he's supposed to be a man of God. He need to go to God about some things. Because God, uh, come on, we're not even going to enter that conversation. But he, he's okay. So there we go. So there we go. I, I want to kind of, I want to, I want to. Wrap, wrap things up by just one opening up the floor and just getting like any last comments, but I do want to make a point and where we're going to transition to is um, at, at the end of the show is um, looking in the mirror. And I, I mm-hmm. think uh, it was touched on just, just looking in the mirror, but I would like to open up the floor any last comments on the subject because I do want to make a change. And this is one of the points of on edge radio. I want to be able to talk about these touchy topics, not to be racist, not to be mean, not to be your stereotypical black person, but I do want to exercise our voice and open up communication amongst all races. So even if you want to chime in, you want to leave comments afterwards, I would invite you to do that because we need to know your perspective too so that we can just clear up some things so you can understand the pain that we have and understand the triumph and and, and, and the trials that we undergo on a day-to-day basis. So I'm going to open up the floor. Just any last comments on this topic, and then we're going to close it out with, with, with something that's in reminiscence of the mirror. If not, this is oh, On Edge Radio. Okay. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was trying to go last. Go ahead. All right. So I wanted to say, buy the block back. Buy from Kiki instead of Nike. Change okay. your perspective and perception. <laughs> and, 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 and aim for personal growth. That's it. Yeah. There it is. There it is right there. This is On Edge Radio, y'all. That type of radio that's going to leave you at the edge of your seats. And I look forward to talking with you next week. More topics, more 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 discussion, and um, we out of here. Peace. Peace. I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. Gonna feel real good, gonna make a difference, gonna make it right.